Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stefan from Project Life Mastery. And I'm Tatiana from Lux Curves. And happy Valentine's week. In this video, we're going to share with you guys how to avoid arguments or fights in a relationship. Yes. Now, this might be very useful information for you because, like us, nobody's perfect and we all have challenges and we argue sometimes and it's normal because we're not going to agree with every single thing. We are different people. Um, So this can be really useful for you so that in those moments, in those moments of anger, in those moments where you are arguing, uh, you can figure out how to resolve that in a way that will not uh, escalate things and hurt the relationship. Yeah, and that's what happens for a lot of people is that they have a conflict or an argument or something happens, someone says something or does something, and because people don't know how to effectively respond in an elegant way or to communicate in an effective way, then it can really threaten the relationship. And I'm gonna, we're going to share with you guys the four R's, which is what, you know, it, what grows these conflicts, these arguments into potentially destroying the relationship. And these four R's I actually learned from Barbara DeAngelis, who's a relationship coach. She's written some great books and resources. But the first one, do you want to dive in and share it? Resistance. Yes. So everything starts small, okay? Yes. So a huge conflict, it didn't start huge. It started from something small that compounded. It's got stacked, the little things stacked on top of each other. And then one day an explosion happened. <laughs> so the first one is resistance. So I start to feel any, you know, for example, I'm using myself, if I start to feel any type of uh, negative feelings, anything that's not making me feel good, I feel like, you know, there are things that he's doing, saying that I don't like, um, things that just make me feel uncomfortable. Um, for example, if we go to a dinner party and Stefan shares this story that I didn't want him to share, I thought it was personal, and so it kind of made me cringe. It kind of made me think, oh, like, why is he sharing this? Like, why did he have to say that? And so it caused a little bit of resistance, but it was so small that I didn't really feel the need to bring it up to him later in the evening when we were alone. So I just kind of pushed it back and thought, okay, whatever, that's fine. Um, So I was not communicating that little piece of resistance. Now remember, resistance starts small, and then these little things, they compound. Resistance here, a little bit resistance here and here. So it can be small things like, you know, not putting the laundry in the laundry hamper. It could be not cleaning the dishes. It could be not taking out the trash. It could be, you know, things like he said he was going to do this, and he didn't. Um, it could be, you know, anything really. It could be Anything that bothers you. If, you if, if they say or do anything... And it makes you feel uncomfortable. Maybe, you know, they're talking to some of the opposite sex and it made you uncomfortable or anything. No matter what it is, you have to make sure you communicate it, right? Because if you don't, it's going to lead to the next R, which is resentment. 
So if you don't resolve those little moments of resistance, those little moments that you have where you're bothered and you, know, you, you didn't communicate that to resolve it, it's going to lead to resentment. And resentment, what happens is these things stack. And now you start to feel angry. Now you start to feel frustrated. Now you really resent your partner in some ways. And sometimes this behavior shows up as passive aggressive. Maybe you start to punish your partner a little bit because you feel resentful that they did something or you know, a few things that occurred that you're holding on to. It's like you're holding on to these things. And you know, Nelson Mandela has the, the famous saying that resentment is like you drinking poison and then expecting the other person to die. And resentment oftentimes, they hurt us. They affect us more than anything, even if the other person isn't even aware of it. By you holding on to it and being resentful, that's going to lead to really destroying the relationship and, and to the next R. Mm-hmm. And the next R is rejection. So I kind of like to think of this as, I just thought of this now, to illustrate it for you, think about Jenga. You know Jenga, yeah. the, the game? So you have these stack. little blocks yeah. and you stack one, two, three, and then you, it gets higher and higher and higher and then really high. And then one day, you know, eventually it's going to fall. That's part of the game. And so when you have the, the resistance, it starts stacking. And then you go through resentment, and then all of a sudden you get to the point of rejection. Now, rejection is where I start rejecting him because I've built up all of these, this, all of this stack. And so it might be in the form of verbal rejection. It might be nonverbal. And oftentimes it's passive-aggressive. And we can be really cruel. So sometimes it'll be withholding love, you know, not, you know, saying, no, we're not having sex tonight. It might be, you know, not offering acts of service. I'm not making your food. You make it yourself. I'm not doing your laundry. You do it yourself. It might be verbal rejection, you know, with your words, hurting the person, saying me things, criticizing, blaming. You always do this or, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Saying you always do this. Well, is that really true? Just because they did it once or twice, does that mean they always do it? Why put that label on them? Yeah, yeah. And so you have to be very careful at this point because now you start to say things and react in certain ways where these things have stacked up and now you're attacking your partner and that's a very dangerous place to be. And, you know, if things continue thereafter and you still don't communicate and resolve the conflicts, then it leads to the last R, number four, which is repression. At this point now, you both checked out. At this point now, there's a numbness. Now you're just hanging out. You know, there's no intimacy. There's no love. There's no passion. There's no connection. You're You're kind of just doing your own thing. So I'm making breakfast in the morning. He's doing his own thing. We don't really talk to each other. We don't communicate. It's just like we live in the same facility. Yeah, you go to maybe you go to bed, you know, together, but there's no excitement or anything that happens there. You're just both going to bed, and you're kind of like roommates at this point. And sometimes people in this place, you know, people on the outside can look at a relationship like this and like, wow, you know, they never fight, they never argue. Well, it's because they're maybe they're at this point of just repression where they have just kind of given up. You know, at this point, and the relationship now is is pretty much over at this point, unless they rekindle it or respark it in some way. Yeah. And I think really the ultimate solution to this, to make sure that it doesn't get to that third and fourth R, is making sure that you communicate, making sure that when anything comes up that makes you uncomfortable, that hurts you, that frustrates you, that irritates you, even the littlest things, the silliest things making sure you communicate it, making sure you have an open dialogue with your partner in your relationship. You know, they always say that communication is the most important thing in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that you kill the monster while it's little, 
You don't let it grow to be Godzilla where it's destroying the whole city. You've got to make sure that you communicate these things, but you have to communicate in an elegant way, in an effective way. You don't snap at the person and react and say, you did this again, and you know, that's more the resentment that's building up, but you have to be careful about how you communicate with your partner, yeah. right? You don't want to just react and respond emotionally, but you got to be intelligent. You have to have emotional intelligence in a relationship and social intelligence. And so, for example, it might be saying, you know, and, and you know, often what you do and what I do for myself is I'm very aware of the meaning that I create because one thing that's very important to understand is that nobody makes you feel a certain way. It's an event happens or occurs and you associate a certain meaning to that event because nothing in life has any meaning except the meaning that we give it. And so we create this meaning. We interpret things a certain way okay, that causes us to feel a certain way. So a way that I might communicate with Tatiana, I might say, listen, you know, babe, you know, I need your help. There's something that, you know, I want to share with you that was kind of affecting me. It was bothering me a little bit. And, you know, we went to dinner and you shared this story and, you know, it just made me feel uncomfortable when you shared it. I didn't like it. You know, would you be able to just do me a favor and just, you know, next time just maybe share that story when I'm not there? You know, would you be able to do that for me? And is there anything I could do for you? Because I want to give to you as well. You know, is there something that is making you uncomfortable or something that I can do to be able to uh, support you as well? Mm -hmm. And when you communicate in that way, you're taking responsibility for it. And you're saying, you know, I've got this weird thing. You know, I, I misinterpreted things this way. I know that wasn't your intent, but I took it to mean that, you know, I felt a little bit embarrassed when you said that. Or it made me feel like this. And I know that's not your intent. I know you love me. You're probably, you weren't even aware of it. But, and it might sound so silly or stupid, but would you be willing, you know, willing to do this for me instead? And it's making a request in that way and communicating in an effective way like that, that, you know, I'm sure that, you know, if I ask, you know, communicate in that way and you were aware of it in that way, that how it made me feel when you did that, you know, if she's someone in the relationship who's committed to meeting my needs, which we both are, and we're both focused on giving and loving and supporting each other, we're willing to compromise. We're willing to give that gift to the other person because we know how much that means for them. The golden words are, I feel like. So instead of him saying, Tatiana, you did this and you did this and this was wrong. Instead, he said, you know, this is what happened and it made me feel like. So he's communicating with me how he feels and that's something that I can't judge. That's not something that I can say was right or wrong. That's his feelings. And so it's important to communicate in that way. But it's also important to realize when is the time to communicate. So if you're all hot and boiled and you're really angry and you know you're not in a good state for communication, then don't communicate at that point. If you need to cool down, calm down, collect yourself, then maybe go in a different room, you know, go to the bathroom and just try and diffuse a little bit. Calm down, relax a bit, because when you're in a state that is like that, guess what? The words that are going to come out probably won't be so friendly, nor will they be effective. So you want to make sure that you can uh, assess what state you're in and then calm yourself and put yourself into a state that is going to be conducive to proper communication. So in, in a moment like that at a dinner party, he might wait until we get home to, to express something like that. And then you also have to realize the person who, who maybe did the thing that bothered the other person, me as the one listening to Stefan, I have to understand that all communication is either communication of love or a cry for help. 
So he, when you kind of eliminate all the other possibilities, all communication is either a communication of love or a cry for help. So when he communicated that, I knew that was a cry for help. So I knew that, you know, that he needs my help. But the problem is that oftentimes uh, when we aren't understanding how communication works, what happens is one person has a cry for help and the other person reacts with a cry for help. And so we're not actually resolving anything. So he expresses to me that, you know, he didn't feel good the way, the way I said that and I share with him, you know, that made me feel that way. And we kind of just pile and pile and pile. But we have to understand that this is a cry for help. Let me say, okay, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this with me. I'm sorry that it, you feel that way. And I will make it better the next time or come to some sort of resolution. Yeah, and I think the key is, is, is not being reactive, you know, um, being proactive instead. So if you, as she said, you know, if you're bothered by this and you're angry and frustrated, understand that when you're in that state, the way that you're going to communicate is going to be very different, you know, than if you're more in a peaceful or loving state. And so oftentimes when you're angry, that's the, one of the worst times to just react and snap. And I, you know, you see this all the time, you know, oftentimes, um, you know, people, they just react and they don't think before they respond. I see this all the time on the internet, you know, where you actually have a chance to think about what you're going to type, but you still see it there, people reacting to things and getting upset and angry and, and being responsive in that way. And I think emotional intelligence is taking a step back. And usually what I do, and this is a very powerful thing that uh, I want to share with you guys, is ask yourself, what was the meaning that I created from this event? Okay, because understand again, you are a creator of the meaning of these events. Nothing has any meaning but the meaning you give it. So what meaning did, did you create? Maybe they said or did something and you took it to mean and you interpreted it in a way that they don't love me or they don't care about me or they're not respecting me or they're taking advantage of me or that person's just trying to make money off of me or, or whatever it is. And the moment you start creating and doubting things, especially who that person is, it's the begin, beginning of the end because... You have to separate the behavior from who that person is, their intent, their identity. If you're going to be in a relationship with someone, an intimate partner, or even a friend or a family member, you have to make the decision that I know who they are. I know their heart. I know their soul. I know they're a good person. I know they have a positive intent. No matter what the behavior looks like on the outside, we all get stressed or angry or frustrated, but that's not who they are. I'm not going to question their intent. The moment you do and you start questioning their intent, that's when things get into dangerous territory. So never question their intent. Understand that people react and respond based on their emotional state. They're frustrated. They have a cry for help. They're angry. They feel insecure. They feel insignificant. They feel hurt. And that's why they're, they're responding in that way. And we see this on the internet all the time when someone hates on someone else or criticizes. Often has, it's something that they're going through. They're in a certain state that's causing them to react and respond in that way. So I think it's understanding that. What was the meaning that you created? And then here's the important and powerful question that you got to ask. What else could this mean? What else could this mean? Because now you're shifting the meaning into something else, something more empowering. So for example, maybe this means that they're stressed out of their mind. Or maybe this means that you know, they were caught up in this and that and they had something happen in their life and that's why they're responding and reacting in that way. Or maybe this means that you know, right now it's an opportunity for me to grow and to involve myself, right? Or maybe this means I don't have all the information to make a judgment right now on this. Or maybe I'm jumping to a conclusion. Or maybe this, maybe I'm just exaggerating things and being a little bit overly dramatic 
about this. Or maybe, you know, they, they didn't, you know, mean, you know, they were not being disrespectful or they weren't, you know, uh, you know think, they weren't, they weren't uh, you know, they didn't care, whatever it is. Maybe it means something totally different and that was just my interpretation. I distorted the information in some way or I'm generalizing things, right? So when you shift the meaning of it, it's going to change how you feel about it. And then that will then allow you when you communicate with that person to, 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 to lessen some of that that uh, heat that you might have, the anger, the frustration, because then you can communicate and say, you know, babe, listen, I, you know, this is what happened, and I interpreted it as this, that you don't care. And I know that's not true. I know your intent is this, but that's how I interpreted it. Can you help me? Is there, you know, can you share with me really what was going on in that situation? And oftentimes when you do that, you might find out, you know, it was totally different what you created in your mind of the reality of the situation. I might say in that in that dinner party example, you know, he might have said, you know, you made me feel embarrassed and you made me feel like this and that. And I might say, well, gosh, like I I actually thought that I was, you know, sharing a story that was actually a positive thing for you. I thought that this was showing your growth and, and how much you've grown as a person. And I, I thought that I was doing a service to you and an, and an act of love by sharing the story. So you might have the exact same experience. Like the, the, this, it was, you know, the same story was shared. That's what you both heard. But you both derive different meanings from it and so if, the, if he's not going to communicate to me that you know this is the meaning that he derived from it he's going to hold on to that and he's going to think that I did that maliciously or I did that with bad intent he needs to communicate that with me and give me the opportunity for me to voice what meaning I derived from it so we can both understand where we came from and so that's where you come from a place of understanding you can say okay well I guess we both interpret it in a different way and I guess I guess it didn't really mean as much as I thought it meant and I guess we can just make sure that in the future you know I won't share that story again, but I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings and I'm sorry that this happened, but we'll work to making sure that doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, just to wrap up, choosing love at the end of the day. You see, oftentimes we get upset and we react because we have certain expectations that are not being met. We expect this person to behave this way. We have a belief or a rule that is important for us and they violated that rule or they didn't do what we wanted them to do. Or, you know, we, we um, you know, kind of get caught up in this egotistical place sometimes that our way is the right way or they have to change or they should have done this instead. And understand that's the ego which creates separation, which creates suffering. And the question I always ask myself is, do I want to be right or do I want to be in love? And it's always love. And I ask myself, who cares who's right or wrong? Why we, you know, it's something so silly oftentimes that we get so caught up in because we don't want to be wrong. We, we, we have to be right, you know, and, and I'm right and you're wrong. Why does it matter? Guys, if you want a loving, passionate relationship, choose love always. And there's sometimes, listen, you know, who cares who's right or wrong? You're right. Okay, you're right. I'm wrong. I love you. Okay, let's just move past this. Let's let, let, let go of this. It doesn't matter. Why are we fighting and arguing or competing over something that's so insignificant when you could just be love, you know, have love instead? And so just letting those things go at the end of the day and, and, and not just trying to hold on to you know, whatever it is to be right. It's so silly when we do that. Yeah, and, and I would also add, you know, choose to be on the same team. Yeah. We are together. We're a power couple. We, we're on the same team. We're not against each other. So when you choose to be on the same team, you kind of um, resolve in your head, you know, we don't need to have extra conflict. We don't need to prove to each other who's right or wrong. We're in this together. Yeah. So 
Anyways, we hope this can help you guys and help you avoid conflicts, fights, arguments in your relationship. And understand, you know, you're going to still go through them at time to time. You know, we're all human. We all go through it. But not looking at it necessarily as a bad thing. I look at, you know, I kind of get excited because it's an opportunity to improve communication skills. It's an opportunity to practice what we've shared with you. It's an opportunity to create a stronger bond. And every time you do communicate with your partner, that's what you're doing. You're creating a stronger bond, a connection. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes when you go through challenges, it it makes you stronger. It makes you better. It grows the relationship. You know, when you break a bone in the body, that bone grows back and becomes the strongest bone in the body. And it's the same thing in a relationship as well. But I think the key is just making sure that you have that communication and you communicate in an elegant way around these things and you don't allow them to build to resentment and rejection and repression. And I think if you can do that, you're going to have a pretty amazing relationship if you make this a habit in your relationship to have this communication. So we want to thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, If you want to find out more about me, then follow me on Project Life Mastery on YouTube or my podcast or go to www.projectlifemastery.com. We'll have some links in the description. And if you want to find me, you can find my YouTube Lux Curves or my other YouTube channel, Lux Biz, which is all about business. You can also find me on Instagram, Tatiana Buret. So thank you guys so much. If you enjoyed this video, hit the thumbs up. Subscribe to our channel for more content and videos like this. And we look forward to seeing you again in the next video. Take care. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon.